big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. And welcome back to the Kenny and JT show here on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Our spring training week continues with the Cleveland Guardians from Goodyear, Arizona. And joining us right now to talk about the 2023 version of the Guards is their general manager, Mike Chernoff. Cherny, how are you today? I'm great. It's good to be watching baseball again, guys. Yeah, we were talking about that before the uh, the interview started here Uh no pandemic issues, no work stoppage issues, just regular baseball again. And for a general manager, how tough have the last couple of years been having to deal with all the uncertainties uh, that, uh, you know, Major League Baseball in the world uh, we're dealing with? Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, you almost you try to put that out of your mind and just focus on the baseball that's happening. But there were so many logistics that we had to deal with over that time. You know, the first one, obviously, a massive point of uncertainty and crisis for a lot of people. And then at the same time, trying to get a season up and running in such a strange time in the middle of 2020, that was really challenging for us. Even as that pushed into 2021, it was it was a difficult season. I mean, there were still a lot of protocols in a very different season. And then last year, like you said, with the lockout, it just threw a wrench in. We thought we were going to be back to normal and it threw a wrench in things. So this year we are ready to go and rolling from day one. Mike, as far as spring training is concerned, beautiful park, a good year, ticket prices and everything else. Now everything's back up and running, correct? So anyone can go. Absolutely. Yeah, please come on down and cheer us on. Absolutely. It's, and the guys are all out here. Everyone's looking good. This, is, this should be a fun spring for us. Let's start with the World Baseball Classic and how that affects you guys, Cherney. How many guys from the organization are going to be representing their country uh, in the upcoming World Baseball Classic here? Yeah, I don't have the exact number off the top of my head because we have a couple of minor league guys that are also okay. representing teams. But we will have a few of our guys leaving camp at different points. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Cal, Cal Quantrill is going to pitch for Team Canada. Andres Jimenez is playing for uh, for Venezuela. We have a few other guys also playing. Bo Naylor is going to play for Team Canada. Um, so, you know, every four years we have that. It, it's a year or two off from the last one just because of all the things that we had going. I think the last one was 2017. Um, it's a great thing for baseball. And talking to the guys who are doing it, I mean, they really – this it means a lot to them to be able to represent their country. And so we try to do everything we can to build the guys up early enough so that they – can hit the ground running and play in that competitive atmosphere and not have it affect their season going forward. Mike, how many players in camp this year? We have uh, 60-something players in camp, mm-hmm. yeah, which is about normal. You know, we have uh, – obviously, we've got our 40-man roster, mm-hmm. um, which is all the guys who are currently on the roster. We'll have to cut that down to 26 over time, but we bring in um, about 20 to 25 guys – from either our own minor league system that are not on the roster or non-roster invites that we signed uh, to AAA contracts that will come in and either compete for roles or just full depth roles for us in camp. How different, Cherney, is this year's spring training from last year from this perspective, battling for positions? It seems like uh, you pretty much know who your infield is, 
who your outfield is. And last year, that was a huge question mark. And, and uh, you know, the, the pitching staff looks pretty solid as well. So was last year more of a show me, prove it, earn it versus this year, uh, maintain it? Oh, that's interesting. I wouldn't have said it was a show me, prove it, earn it. I think last year we went into the year wanting to create opportunity for young guys. Um, the last thing you want to do with young players, though, is make them feel that pressure to show it or earn it. It was more about how do we continue their development, knowing that these guys are young and they're going to have to learn on the fly while also trying to compete and win. And that's a, that's almost an impossible challenge. Thankfully, we have a Hall of Fame type manager in Tito who can manage that. Um, and you saw the team, you know, early in the season, there was a lot of uncertainty about how we were going to do. We kept giving those opportunities to young guys and you saw them learn and grow on the job and turn into the team that we had and accomplish the things that we did last season. This year, I think you're right. There's a bit more stability and maybe a little bit more certainty. You never say that in baseball, but at least in terms of how we, we will look to set the roster on opening day. It, that at the same time, what we accomplished last year creates a whole different set of expectations and a different type of team identity that we need to build this year to tackle those challenges. Last year with basically the youngest team of the bigs, we look at this, on the outside looking in and we're maybe a little bit closer to the inside than the average fan, but not that much. And we didn't know what to expect from Tito. You mentioned Terry Francona, quite possibly the best manager in all of baseball. I'm not going to ask you if you were surprised by the way he really took this young team and got them to a division championship, but were you surprised? I, I wouldn't say surprised at all. I mean, that's who Tito is and he can do that. I think, what Tito helped the guys do is focus on ourselves, right? Just tune out all the expectations or last year, all the uncertainty and all the talk of why didn't you sign this guy or that guy and say, mm -hmm. Hey, that's the organization saying we believe in you and we want you to have these opportunities and we want you to learn and grow. And he had a consistent focus on that last year. The best part about last year was that Tito was back and healthy and able to be there every day for the guys. As we've gotten to camp this year and he talked to the guys earlier today for his opening speech. Um, you can see that energy is back. In fact, it's even at a higher level. I mean, he is energized with this young team to just build on last year and hopefully take it to a new level. Guardians general manager Mike Chernoff joining us here on the Kenny and JT show on News Talk 1480 WHBC, the home of your Guardians again, 162 games. You'll hear him right here. Uh, Cherny, let's talk about your offseason moves. Two big moves, I guess, for the Guardians from the standpoint of uh, bringing in free agents to fill uh, a hole or a necessity, and that would be Josh Bell, DH first baseman, and, and Zanino at, at catcher. Let's start with Bell and why you guys felt uh, he was the right guy to add to this team. Yeah, I mean, we so we were in a really fortunate place. As good as our team was last year, we actually brought everybody back except for Brian Shaw and Austin Hedges. Those were the only two free agents off the team last year. So we we're coming from a pretty good starting place, um, and we felt like even the young guys could potentially be even better. Right. So how do we build on that and support that team? What we felt like was targeting ideally a power bat, somebody who could play a corner position, probably in an ideal world, first base or even DH was the was our the ideal plan for us. Josh was a perfect fit in that way. I mean, he's a tremendous guy, he fits right in in the clubhouse. We've seen him adapt very quickly to our group and he adds that potential thump into our lineup, just lengthening out a little bit beyond where it was last year, hopefully. And what about Zanino at catcher? I know last year defensively the guys did a great job, uh, you know, in as the backstop handling the pitching staff, but the offense wasn't there with the catchers. Do you feel that Zanino can bring both? 
We do. I mean, look, we're going to miss Hedgie. Hedgie was a huge part of the character of this team and just unbelievable defensively. The good news is Zunino's got that same reputation. You know, a couple of our guys have been around him in different places in his career, and he carries that same reputation of building great relationships with the pitchers, calling an exceptional game, and separating his defense and offense, which is number one for Tito. Regardless of how you're doing offensively, make sure you control that pitching staff. He's a pro at that. I think what he also brings is the potential for a little bit more offense, possibly. You know, he's a guy who in the, in the past has hit 30 home runs and he has a little bit of thump in the bat. So, again, you you know, you hopefully add two guys in Zunino and Bell who maybe can add a different dynamic than the type of offense we had last year and just build on what we had to hopefully make us even more robust and stronger. Hard to improve on greatness. I mean, we didn't expect to see a division winner last year, and yet you did. We all understood what some of the shortcomings were, but there weren't as many shortcomings as there were greatness, and it was a great, fun season. And when I look back on the Guardians and sometimes the Indians, the news that broke last night at, at about 5.30, we are getting ready to sign off the air, is the fact that Jason Kipnis retired. Would there be any plans, any celebratory plans for Jason Kipnis this season at the ballpark? That's outside my wheelhouse. That's for the, uh, you know, Curtis Danbergs and the business side guys um, and our business side team. But, you know, Kip meant a lot to us in the player that he was, just the way that he played the game. He never took a ground ball off. Any ground ball he hit, he was running down the line. Tito always used him as an example. I think you've seen that carry into the teams of today, right? Jose Ramirez has picked up on that. Jose and Ahmed lead the team in the way that they hustle every time they're out there, the way that they compete. So whatever we can do for Kip, I think we would love to do that. Journey, as far as locking up some other guys for the future, huge last year to get Jose to commit here, take less uh, than what the market was maybe offering out there. And uh, because he's comfortable, loves where he's at, he stays. And that was huge. That To me, Tito's the most important signing of this team, you know, for the last 11 years, Jose the second. And then the one we get asked about the most is what's going to happen with Shane Bieber? Where are you with the potential of trying to keep him long-term here? Because he's the ace of the staff, former Cy Young winner, and he leads that, that staff and those other guys follow. Yeah. I mean, first off, I agree on Jose. That was a turning point, right? That yeah. was day camp was ending and it was a crazy day. You've probably read about some of that. It was a crazy day for us, for sure, with the uncertainty of what was going to happen. But it was a turning point for the season. Um, and I think it was a meaningful thing for the guys in the clubhouse to see a player like Jose really make the decision that he wanted to buy into being here and being that stabilizing force for the team moving forward. Um, that that's been meaningful for everybody on the team. And I think you saw guys rally around that as we look ahead, you know, this is the time of year when we often explore multi-year contracts with guys. That's why I'm asking today. I figured this was about the time uh, before the season gets started. So, you know, what about Biebs? What can we tell our listeners or you tell our listeners right now? This is when I go into my best version of no commenting. We, what we do great on these multi-year contracts is that's between us and the players. And, and I think we'll probably explore with, you know, a number of guys um, and see if there's the potential for it. The good news is we don't have a lot of free agents even after the year next year or even after the year this year going into next year. So there's time. You know, Shane is under contract for this year as an ARB eligible. He's got another year after that. This is something that whether it's Shane or other guys, we'll, we we may or may not explore. Um, and, and our goal is just to make sure we are putting a good team together every year to compete for a championship. Guardians general manager Mike Chernoff, our guest. Mike, what about the rest of the division? You were 
doing the hunting last year. Now you're going to be the hunted this year. Just your thoughts on what the other teams did to maybe try and catch up to you this offseason within the Central Division? Well, it's no surprise. Every time, every team is trying to win the World Series. So we can't control that. Of course, every team is going to go out there and do what they can to put the best team together. We do come in in a different place, and I think that's something Tito's talking to the guys a lot about. I know Chris Valleca, our hitting coach, is doing the same. There are different expectations that the outside world has for us. Our expectations are exactly the same as what they were last year, which is to win a World Series. Now, how you handle the outside expectations versus your own, that's what, what makes a team great or potentially, you know, have a hard time dealing with that stress. And thankfully, like I said, Tito's so good at helping the guys get through it and just focus on the day-to-day that whatever those teams are doing, of course, they're going to try to beat us. We need to just focus on ourselves and do the best that we can. As far as continuing to try and upgrade the talent on this team, uh, I'm guessing that's status quo as well, or I shouldn't say status quo, but same as in years past, and that is you're always looking, always searching, always listening, right, Uh, whether it's now by the end of spring training or before that July 31st trading deadline? That's exactly right. It's, you know, sometimes at the end of camp, there are a few moves that happen in baseball, usually not big trades, but we're always open to anything. I mean, that's our job is to be – prepared for the phone calls coming in and potentially even to make some. Um, And so this time of year, every once in a while, there are a few trades like that. Not very often. Um, But, you know, we'll start to build towards the trade deadline and hopefully figure out where our team is, what our needs might be, and put that together so that we can, if we have the opportunity, add to the team in in July, hopefully. Last thing, and we'll let you go, Mike. And a lot of times as talk show hosts, we get on uh, the front office or the ownership for not no. doing this. Or, yeah, you know, your dad being in radio, right? I mean, you know Mad Dog, so you know how that is in New York. We're kind in Cleveland compared to the Big Apple. and you should, That's true. That is true. Yeah. Right? You should appreciate that from that standpoint. But, uh, you know, in, in looking at, uh, you know, this team, and what you guys are able to do with the budget you're given every year. We don't give you and Chris and your staff enough credit for putting a contender out there. So here's the credit. We're, we're giving you that right now. And I'm curious, how are you guys able in these trades to that player to be named later ends up being a big time major league player, or you seem to win the trades uh, more times than not uh, with the deals that you guys make who deserves the credit uh, you know, for for that part of what you guys do in the front office. Well, I so, I so appreciate you saying that, you know, it, it's um, our goal. Like I said, our goal every year is to win and it doesn't matter what our payroll is. Nobody cares what our payroll is. Our goal is to win and we have to do things differently to try to put a winning team on the field than we would if we were in New York and had different sets of resources and a different market. So what we focus on is finding great people with our coaching staff, with our player development staff, with our scouting staff, now with analytics and building an analytics staff, putting a great staff of people together and creating the conditions where they can come together to really help make great decisions or help support players or help identify players in the scouting world. And all of the credit goes to the people within the organization, just the dedication that they have uh, to doing that together. So I'll eat the crow, the Lindor trade. I didn't think you got enough. Well, you got two, uh, you know, starters up the middle, gold glover, uh, you know, a guy with the most infield hits, uh, you know, in a med and everything. And those guys are both contributing and you guys uh, really uh, haven't missed a beat. Uh, without Frankie, even though I'm a big fan, I, I look at it realistically and say a job well done and continued success 
uh, with the, the moves that you guys make and whatever those moves might be between now and the end of the season. Hopefully it'll help this team get back to the playoffs. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Mike Chernoff checking in with us here on the Kenny and JT Show. We'll get a break right now. We'll come back with more. Stay with us. 